Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarky visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right, how are we? We're good. We're alive and kicking. Mm. <laughs> how are you? Swanee? <laughs> uh, I'm good, thank you. I just I just injured myself coming up to the uh, podcast. She's got a she's had a what one would call a workplace injury. I have. Coming I was up carrying some, I don't know what happened. I, she's Schmidt said, Did you fall down the stairs? I said, No, I kind of was walking up them. I didn't even fall over, but my knee just went <laughs> crunch and then yeah. my ligaments hurt. So uh, I've just gone and had a couple of neurofin, so <laughs> hopefully I'll be all right. I'll either be much better after this or much worse, so we'll see. What a trooper. Mm. Uh, well, I took some Voltaren and some paracetamol before we started because I've been sat at the computer all day editing and so I find I stiffen up. But, yeah, I'm good, 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 good. And what about what's happening at your place, boys? Yeah, boys, what Anything have you been special? Well, someone had a birthday today. Oh, yeah. ah, Just happy me. birthday to you. It's a quick one. <laughs> good yeah. on you, Woo. Thank you very much. And did you have some drinks? Yesterday we had drinks. Right. So we so we did Paul put how long was it? Fifteen hour lamb shoulder. Oh yum. It was delicious. Yeah, Very and, um, it, uh, Greek lemon potatoes. Lemon potatoes. Oh, mm. oh wow. They yeah, are delicious. Yum, yum. First time making them, so they came out a treat. All right. Treat. What do you call that, love? <laughs> the root treat. Icing sugar. Sponge cake. Put some Rissoles, doll. Rissoles. I'm sorry, but she goes sponge cake. There's a, um, yeah, but what do you put on it? Icing what you, sugar. What have you done to it? <laughs> Dusted it with icing sugar. <laughs> There's a, um, a meme going around or whatever else, and it's a, you've probably seen it, but it's a, a young guy talking to an elderly man in a bunny, and he clearly doesn't work there, but he's pretending he's working there, and he's saying, oh, yeah, here are the tape measures or whatever else. He goes, oh, but don't take that one because don't take the ones with the black dots on it. And the man's like, what, why, why? And he said, oh, me and Rissol. And that's his, his <laughs> mate. Apparently they were of it. They were, he was, what was he called? A cock off where they were measuring. <laughs> and the old man's like, oh, you're joking. You know, oh, no, no, no. He goes, oh, no. No, no, we weren't joking. Like, but it was very funny. But I, the thing that I find the most endearing about it, he goes, oh, me and Rissol. Me and Rissol. We were having a cock off. <laughs> like, oh, goodness me. I'll have to send it to you. Someone just sent it to me before. Yeah, then. cock off. Buying any tape measures no, today? No. Just be careful around the like three to four centimetre mark. There's a few black markers because me and Rissol, we've been having cock-offs. Cock-offs, cock-offs. <laughs> 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 we've been having cock-offs. Me and Rissol. Oh, my God. I don't know why it entertains me so much. I think it, I, oh, I'm just sad, really, aren't I? So I suppose we should introduce ourselves. I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarky, and together we are Trial, Trial by Wine. <laughs> and what yes. are we drinking? Well, we're on the soda water at the moment, but we do oh, have that's uh, how bad it was. a little red to oh, nice. get to shortly, just a little one of our own. What about you two? Oh, I'm on the soda water too, by the way. Soda water, right. Yeah. Well, for now, okay. but maybe something a little later. Fair enough. What about you, Schmitty? I have got a soda water with some Diet Right cordial in it, but I've cheered it up with some Absolute Vodka. 
Oh, having a little Lovely. sort of vodka and orange type thing. Tony is uh, sat next to me today and he is joining us also just to have a listen in and he is drinking B. Francois. It's a Blanc de Blanc. Is it from Limo? Mm. It's a Limo Blanc de Blanc. Oh, it's it's a I can't help think nice. Blanc de Blanc when you do Blanc de Blanc. It is a bit of a Blanc de Blanc, but it's drinkable. We had it at our wedding and we drank An, an everyday wine? It is a bit of an everyday wine, yes. <laughs> All right, so who's got a story for us? I do. All right, Ooh. go for it. Woo-hoo. Now, before I start this, is this story. Is a fatty murder? It's not, it's not, it's not. Sorry, Swanee was saying. Oh, Jeremy reckons every time he walks past me researching one that it's only heavy people that are killing. And he goes, oh, what is it, episode 95 of Fatty Murderers? I was like, you're so rude. And he goes, <laughs> and then he goes, I think. I think you'll find that there's a high proportion of fat people. Don't, you're not going to play any of Hang this. Hang on, fat thing. people who get murdered or fat people who murder? Who do the murdering, he reckons. I oh, think nonsense. I don't think That's so That's not either. been the experience at all. Not at all. Is Liz- you wait till Rissol finds out is about Liz- that. Is Liz- murderer? He was just winding me up. I'm don't you worry. I'm going to tell you. I'm getting ready. That. I'm getting ready for she'll something. She'll be angry. Things. <laughs> Wiggers. Oh, I'm sending Wiggers round to see him on that one. She'll don't be very cross. I've still got Shea Panda giving me grief in the bloody <laughs> puppy kindy car park. That dog is on to me. I'm telling you. The mummy was like putting it into its, you know, back of the back seat. It's looking over at her shoulder at me. That she didn't. The woman doesn't know me. Didn't look at me. But Shea Panda was. <laughs> mm. Giving you the eye. Shea Panda's got your number. She's not a happy dog, that Shea Panda, like Rip, or whatever you call it, doppelganger. The real Shea Panda was the a happy dog. The real Shea Panda's gorgeous, but this other one's a bit of, I, I reckon this wig is somehow connected. I was going to say, I wonder if the Shea Panda's <laughs> name's Wiggers. I think it is. <laughs> Wiggers of the Shea Panda world. Maybe Wiggers can transform from human form to Shea yeah, Panda Shapeshifter. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Truth stretching now. Yeah. <laughs> All no, right. So I do have us. a story, and uh, the only sort of prerequisites that I had when I was went looking for a story was I just was thought, the murderer had to be like, fat. No, <laughs> Sorry. I was like I I didn't want any sexual assault in it because I just think oh, oh nice. my god the last couple of weeks months have just been harrowing. That that was one thing I thought I, I just I'm not prepared to look into a crime that that features in heavily. Although it's one of those things that sometimes you start looking and it's everywhere. So there was that and I thought no sex workers because I, I'm so tired of having to defend these poor people who are on the sort of fringes of our society. We'll that I think we, we've done a lot of that lately. Yep. Yeah. And I also thought I didn't really have the appetite for a serial killer either. So, so it's going to be a short it's episode. Light. <laughs> Is it a story about Winona what rider shoplifting? <laughs> no, it's about little Phil's next adventure when he tries to go. Sorry, I know. Little what do you call I literally just edited Schmitty's that this not morning a fan, little and film. I'm like, I'm listening to myself going, no, I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, you're not having it. I'm like, no, I'm not having it at all. It's a dickhead. He's <laughs> a dickhead. Yeah. Nothing so dickhead. We're not, we're not quite little field territory. And it, oh, actually, no, there's definitely a, a murder and there's, there's enough heinous stuff that comes with it. But um, mm. it's just. It's not as It's not the same territory. Yeah. It's yeah. not yeah. gruesome. Oh, Oh, no, it is. <laughs> Actually, no, I said, why do I set myself up like this? Every time I say something like this, it proves to be the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Scrap everything I've said, everybody. Sit back and just listen. To the happy little tale. My sources are Florida Union Times, allthatsinteresting.com, newsforjacks.com. Ooh, that's a new one. 
And Is that yeah. only for people named Jack? Is that why it's news for Jack? <laughs> I'm a bit embarrassed to say that I didn't actually know what it meant to start with and I thought, oh, why is that website called that? And it, it was referring to Jacksonville in Florida. Ah, so, right. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that time, but I worked it's it It's a Florida story. Correct. And then the one of our favourite places in the world. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, is from a documentary series called Snapped. So this crime is set in Florida, in part of Florida that's right. I've never been to this part of Florida, but I've sort of seen it on lots of sort of television programs and it's right up the very top of Florida. In fact, I think it's the last town or sort of county before you get to Georgia. And and the way it is, it's actually, it's an island, although it doesn't sit separately. It's like a, it looks more like an estuary, what I would call an estuary kind of thing. And it's called Van... <laughs> Fantasy Island. It's called Fantasy Island. It's called (laughs) Ferdinand Beach. Thank you. (laughs) It sits above Jacksonville and it's in Nassau County. But where it's where the the, the, you know the town is, it's actually really small and it's a place where everybody knows everybody. And I imagine it kind of it's the kind of place you've got to travel somewhere to get to it and you have to travel the same way back. It's not like you could get there from George, although George is just above it, you know, it's it's a little bit out of the way. So that's where it's set and it start, the story starts where it's um, a weekend and a mother makes a call to the local police department to say that she believes her, da- her daughter's missing. Now, her daughter's 34 years old and her daughter should have collected her three children. She's calling because her daughter has not met her ex-husband to collect the children who have been with him for a week. Now, that's particularly odd because she's a very reliable woman but also it happens to be Mother's Day and it also happens to be her birthday and that woman is 34 year old Jolene Cummings. So this starts you know a series of events whereby they start to look into where could this woman be. She is known to be a really you know wonderful caring mother totally you know her kids are totally her priority and her husband actually calls the mother-in-law and says, you know, Jolene hasn't turned up to the kids. Where is she at? What's going on? You know, where is she? So she didn't have, you know, auburn Jolene. hair and eyes beyond compare. <laughs> <laughs> Flaming no. locks of auburn hair. No, not quite. Not quite. But um, Jolene Jensen had been born in 1984, 13th of May, as I said. So it was, that's the date, 13th of May, that she has not turned up to collect kids. She was a joyful, energetic person who had a large circle of friends and by all accounts she had she thought she certainly had a you know a nice life. She had grown up in Ferdinand Beach and she had left there to go and study cosmetology. And she is was that gone. A thing? Oh yeah, yes, it's, it a, is. it's a thing. Where I get confused what, what it actually is, is I'm not sure if it's entirely one thing or another. What I thought it would be was sort of more makeup, but I think it's actually hair. And makeup and oh, right. cosmetology is yeah. it's not just because. What did you she think it was? Hairdresser. I Stargazing. thought it had something to do with the cosmos. Oh, yeah. oh cool. no! no it's like makeup. It's beautiful. Oh, you yeah. fool! I don't think I'm the only one who thought that. When the, oh, when, you are. Maybe you are the only one on this call who thought yeah. that. Yeah, well, cosmetology. But doesn't it always remind me of the Pons Institute? Do you remember the Pons Institute? The Pons Institute. Yes. So I remember when you know I was young. 20-something going out in Sydney, my then flatmate and I used to tell people that we'd, because we, when they'd say, where do you study, or we'd always tell people that we're at the Pons Institute. Only, only could tell guys, I believe, at the Pons Institute. Anyway. Oh. Anyway, so she's gone off to the Pons Institute to study, let's say, and she'd moved away for a couple of years. And while she was there, she was in a relationship, but it failed, but it did result in her having a, a daughter. 
So she returned some years later to Bandit. I can't say it for some reason. Fernandina, Fernandina Beach. And she and her returned a single mother. But she had a really nice relationship with her mum and I I don't think it was a a, a big deal. She just came back and she had her skills and she was employed in a local salon which was called Tangles. (laughs) So Tangles Salon in Fernandina Beach. And then I've seen the people who worked there interviewed and they would describe it as a very family-like salon they would, you know, a lot of them had worked there for many years. It was a real sort of like a real family of people who worked together and looked out for each other and were friends in a, at work and outside of work as well. She used social media a lot and she also used it as a really effective tool in getting new clients. Yeah, so, marketing, yep. Correct. She was often, she was heavily booked, really, really busy. And as a result, her colleagues said she was making quite good money because she was always busy always as in like she was you know easily the busiest one always booked and a lot of it had to do with the fact that she knew how to promote what she could do and that was you know yeah, she just successful. she was good at doing and, a bit of marketing at the same time as yeah. good at doing whatever she did built up her client base yeah in did she around- put on her facebook a sign saying just look for the big Pair of hairy legs <laughs> with the clippers in between. I've forgotten the name. What was it? Chanel? No. Chanel. 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 House yeah. and Beauty. Hair of House of and Beauty Institute de Beauté. Sounds like the Pons Institute to me. Yeah. <laughs> so in around 2012-2013, Jolene met Jason Cummings, and they married. And in 2013, they had their first son together. And then in 2015, another son was born. However, whilst she was very much sort of focused on the kids and had, you know, a really sort of quite wonderful relationship with, you know, she loved being a mother, the marriage was breaking down. So by 2017, Jason Cummings and Jolene were separated. The kids always lived with her and they would visit their dad. After she'd separated from Jason Cummings, she, she did finally begin dating him, but she's pretty, she kind of kept it to herself because. She had two small kids by this time. It would have well, been. Th- well, one older one three, and two. Yeah. So she had oh, the so daughter three, friend that she'd yeah. come back with. I was thinking about the boys. But yeah, yeah, and then her boys with. But they were quite Jason. young. So you'd spend all young. your time looking after little bo- little kids. Yep. You know, the kids. You're not really out there. I, I imagine she's pretty busy if you think about it. She's working yeah. full time, yeah. got kids. She ain't got time for love. She ain't got no time for that. But anyway, so she begins dating again. Ain't nobody and got time for that. She gets it very private, but there's clearly someone new on the scene and she's sort of a little bit coy mm-hmm. about the work, but they, the, her, her colleagues say that they can tell that, you know, she's got butterflies and actually she's, she's, she's genuinely very happy. She's happy with work. Her <laughs> career is sort of flourishing as a result of being busy all the time and using social media as such an effective tool. She's obviously adores her children she she really enjoys the role of motherhood the most and she's happy to have sort of a new love and you know everything sort of seems to be falling into place she's not expecting to be horrifically murdered which is about no. to happen and That's then right. <laughs> which is obviously when we arrive at uh-huh. the 14th of may when she's nowhere to be found and it's just totally out of character for her not to be not to have turned up so the first person to notice her absence and where the police start is obviously her estranged husband, Jason Cummings. And they're still going through their divorce, but the final custody agreement has yet to be set. So they take him in and interview him at length. 
same time, they go back to the last place she was seen. The last place she was seen was Tangle's Hair Salon and they, they speak to her colleagues. So the, Jolene had actually worked there for several years. There was a woman there called Anne Morgan. Anne Morgan had been there for 10 years. So she knew Jolene really well. There was a fairly recent woman who'd called Jennifer Seibert and she'd only been there for, I think, a couple of months. And it was Jolene and Jennifer who had closed up on that Saturday afternoon after working and they'd, they'd closed up around 5 p.m., and when they they checked, they couldn't find Jolene's car wasn't at work either. So they don't they really don't know where she is. There's no sign of her car or where she was. So she's left work in her car when she was last seen. Perhaps we don't know. At this point, we don't know. But the, the car's, car's just, just gone. The car's and she's away. gone. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's. But gone she drove to work. Yes. She and the yeah. car are no longer there. Okay. Right. Okay. Right, yes, we're all caught up. Right. So the police <laughs> attempt. Did she, she goes, okay, like my mum. <laughs> yes, uh, right, right. Yep. So the police attempt to ping her phone, <laughs> but it's not working. It's obviously turned off. off. So, there's, right. so that, that, that's not working. Mm. There is a security camera in the salon, but it's not working. Mm. They check her bank account and they check her social media, which, as I've mentioned before, she uses yep. extensively. Nothing. So that's not looking good. No money in the bank account, you mean? Yeah, no. They they call Jennifer um, Seibert, who is the last person that she was with, the person she worked with, and say to her, you know, did she talk to you about, were you close with her? Did she talk to you about any plans that she had for the weekend? And Jennifer sort of says, the answer is no. No, I wasn't close to her. No, I don't know what she's doing this weekend. But equally, I can't be involved in any police investigation. I'm sort of in witness protection as such. I'm trying, well, not witness protection, but I'm, I'm trying to stay out of any public forum because I have a former boyfriend who's a stalker. He's a computer expert and basically I'm I'm on the run from him and I cannot be my name cannot be made public anymore. So I, I just can't be involved. I can't be involved. She's they're like, on the we, land. We're not where they're saying we're not trying to land. tell you. You know, we don't that's not about that. We're just trying to find yeah, um, this Jolene. Isn't about so can you, you help Jennifer. us? It's not about Put you. Your head exactly. In. Yeah. Anyway, but anyway, next, should so. we tell her she's in special ops? The next step, they have the detectives then try and delve a little bit deeper into Jolene's background. And they didn't have to go very far because on the 9th of May, so earlier that week, they had a police report whereby a gentleman called Jason G. Oh. Jason been a little G. Bit of ruckus. And Jason G is the new boyfriend. Is G or is that correct, just his initial? G-E-E. Right. I thought it was like Kenny G. I thought it was like a rapper or something. No. Yeah. So there's the two Jasons. There's Jason Cummings. Yes. I was confused husband, by Cummings. And Jason yeah. G is the boyfriend. Jason but Goings. She and Jason had had a bit of an altercation on the 9th whereby Jason had turned up at her house and asked if he could spend the night and she'd said no and then there was a fracas or whatever else. So the police turned up. <laughs> a fracas. A fracas. <laughs> Then there was a bit of a setback. You know, there was not much mm. more than that. Okay. So when the police did go to Jolene's house, they did say that they found her house in a state of disarray. So it been a fracas. They'd been a fracas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were holes in the wall. wall the cupboard oh, doors oh, were I hanging off like hinges, that. and it was a oh, total no. mess. And I've seen photographs of it, and it was a oh, bomb no. site. Gosh. My tenants had been there. Yeah. So when they <laughs> when they spoke to Jason G about that and said, "Look, we've been to Jolene's house." Something had happened there, you know what? And he said, oh, no, it was already like that. <laughs> so I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> but oh, I've no. seen him just say, oh, that wasn't because of that. 
Nothing happened got, that yeah. night. We got, yeah, we had a little bit of a to do, but that no, 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 her house. Oh, the house was that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was a bit of a, a little bit of a mess, shall we say? Did anyone else report that her house was normally like that? Or Was it just Kenny G's brother? That <laughs> was just Jason G. Right, and the house was. It looked like a demountable building when I saw um, images of it. A demountable building. By that, do you mean a trailer? A trailer? Yes. I don't or... know. Actually, I didn't. I don't know if it was a trailer, but it was. When I looked at it, I thought, "Oh, it's it's not not." It's a, a portable house. Well, it's it's got a no wheels. House. Yeah, like one was, of those. That you see half like of them going up the road on a truck, <laughs> and the other half yes. on a second truck. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Anyway, okay. whatever it was, I saw it inside of it, and it was it was a mess. She was busy. She didn't have time to do the housekeeping. She had the kids to worry about. Yeah. She had her work to worry about. Who's punching holes busy. in the walls? That's what I want That's to a know. good question, that yeah. That is the question, yeah. Jason G, there's a bit of a question mark over him. But they I'm obviously need to look from, at There's a question mark from me over Jason G too. Yeah. Because I, I can't help but think he's a rapper or... A, D, a DJ <laughs> really or something. I'll go, I'll go into a little bit more detail, but he really isn't. Failed clarinet player. And they also go back and look at Jason Cumming, obviously because they're going through a divorce and mm. that obviously is quite often all um, yeah, you need to trigger one of these things, unfortunately, yeah. It's usually someone you know, but yeah. When he is interviewed, he admits that they've had arguments, but they were never violent. And he was very, very helpful. He gave them his phone because he was saying, you know, here's all my records. He had an alibi for where he's. And remember, he had the kids up until a certain point. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's not that he couldn't have done it. I mean, but they, the kids were with him. It's the mother yeah. of his children, all that kind of stuff. So, which sometimes is all it takes to trigger somebody. But yeah, I was going to say, and therefore he could have been absolutely. meticulously planned. But they did search his car and they did go through his phone and there was nothing that they could find in the car or on the phone that was suspicious. Yeah. And Jason Cummings said to the police when he was interviewed, have you have you interviewed the new guy? And they're like, what do you know about the new guy? He said, look, I know there is a new guy. He said, I'm getting texts of people to say that they think he's a bad guy and, you know, have you guys looked into that? So the police, you know, start looking into Jason G. It turns out Jason G is uh, an ex-con. Yeah, or he's on probation. Right. So he doesn't want to be brought in to be to talk to them even. Like, not, so he's avoid not, them because he'd be probation it's not violation. Ex-boyfriend is it? Jennifer. Isn't Jennifer the one who's on the lamb from her violent oh. ex-boyfriend? No, 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 no. Oh, right. He's weaseled his way. Nice that would have been such a good connection. No, would have been. But Jason G was just ducking and diving. Can like, I just say sorry? there are too many people with J names in this story and I'm getting very confused. Oh, okay. Do you want to give Gen- him a new name? Jennifer, Jolene, Jason and Jason. Is that where we're at? <laughs> Jason, Jason, <laughs> That's Jason. That's true, actually. That's true. On, and it doesn't we? help that Jason's name is G, it's second ja- name is G. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know it's spelt differently, but still. And in yeah. the context of this story, it should be Jason J. Just mm, everyone's day. <laughs> anyway, so our friend Jason G was really scared because he was going to, you know, be breaking, um, violating probation. So when they would call him, he'd hang up. When they turn up his house, he wouldn't be there. He was just hiding from it. And they eventually found him hiding under boxes in his cousin's <laughs> bedroom or something. Oh, <laughs> <All. laughs> like twelve? Uh, probably thirty. I don't know. In his late twenties. Wow. Don't know. Right. And when they were interviewing him, they were like, you know, what happened? And he said, look, we had been in touch after the argument. Yes, we did have an argument, but I was texting her on Saturday afternoon. They're like, you know, at what time? And he said, oh, the last text I think was probably around 3.50 on Saturday afternoon. They said, oh, okay, then, well, are you happy for us to look at your phone? He went, oh, I don't have my phone. And he was like, 
well, where is your phone? He goes, I, I don't know. It's either at the house where they'd found him, which was a cousin's house or someone else's house. And they said, well, can't we call? He said, oh, no, I've taken the battery out of the phone. What? And the reason he'd taken the battery out of the phone was because he figured if they couldn't ping him and find him outside the county or the area he was supposed to be, then he oh, wouldn't he be would found in violation. Of, violation. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So he's what, being so dodgy but not necessarily about Jolene. Correct. He's what? just, yeah. And they, they said that when they spoke to him about Jolene, he did seem genuinely concerned. He said that he loved her. But when they were talking about the probation stuff, he was terrified. But when they yeah. talked about him, about Jolene, he was like, I, I just want to know where she is. And so through some investigation, they were able to check out his alibi, which was actually that he'd been in Jacksonville and with his father and his father had driven in there and whether well, or not you can believe his father or not, that was his alibi and it, and it did check out. So that means both the Jasons, thankfully for you, Clarkie, have been ruled <laughs> out. They don't seem yes. to know where, where Jolene is and both of them seem genuinely Enter concerned about Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> so both the, the both of the Jasons have been ruled out by the detectives. And does that mean that they're now out of the story completely, never to be spoken of? Again? Pretty much, yeah. You don't have to worry about that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, you can, re- yeah. you can relax now. We can, we can, leave, we can look at some other letters. <laughs> <laughs> the detectives head back to the salon to find, you know, to, you know, seeing as though that was the last place that she was seen. They're going to do a bit of a sweep for some evidence, something, anything. And mm. whilst they're there, the the boss takes a call, I think, from Jennifer Siebert, and she said that she's not coming back to work. Um, she's quitting because she can't possibly be involved in anything that's near a police investigation. She's trying to be on the run from this ex-boyfriend who is a stalker and uh, you know a computer expert. He's after her, so she says she'll mail the key back, and that's kind of the end of that. Has anyone looked into her at this point? Because she's she sounding dodgy as. Yeah. She'll mail the key back. Like, couldn't she just drop it off? Well, she just when, can't be around. She can't be involved. Well, has she reported this? Computer yeah, expert yeah. partner, violent partner. We're on maybe a one. Not at this point, no. We're on to Jennifer. So she's yeah. just saying shit to the police. Keeping okay. an eye on but her. But there has been a breakthrough, and the breakthrough is that oh. Jolene's car has been located. Oh, good. So they had sent out, you know, like some advice to you know, everyone to look for it, and it was located at the Home Depot car park. A tip off, like I think it was an anonymous call came, but someone called, so I think the car's in this car park. And it was verified and it was just 2.3 miles down the road. So it was kind of like, I saw a map of it. It was literally if Tangle's hair salon's here. And they also have been strip malls. So think of that. And then it was a straight line down the highway into the Home Depot car park, drop it off. So there was very short distance between Home Depot and Tangle's. And when I say short distance, like a really simple drive, it was a straight like up five minute drive. Yeah. yeah. They went to see if there was surveillance for that car park, which of course it was because Home Depot. I That's good. Probably, probably quite a lot of it. And what they were able to find was that you could see Jolene's car being driven into the parking lot at Home Depot at about 1am on the 13th of May. So remember, she's gone missing uh-huh. on the 12th of May. It was actually from a nearby bank had the surveillance camera. And one minute after it enters the car park, they can see a figure dressed in black exits the driver's side, but you can't see much more that they end up sort of behind trees or whatever else. But then mm. they can they can see where the, the, the person's picked up again on the, the another camera and that person, although they can't tell who it is, you can see the figure walking to a nearby gas station. And then that person walks directly into the gas station and once they're in the gas station, it's as clear as totally that visible. person is, yeah. what all idiot. dressed in black and it is like it is crystal clear footage as a woman walks into the gas station and it's Jennifer Siebert. What an idiot. 
to go to all the effort of taking the car, oh, no, dressing right. in black, and then I'm just going to, you know, may, she may as well have done a little dance in front of the CCTV mm. as well. Yes. So mm. whilst that <laughs> yes. that piece of information is being found, because, you know, obviously it takes time to go through footage and stuff, they return, they have returned to the salon um, and fortuitously, because this never seems to happen in crime world, but the salon had been closed since they had left on the, the Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Yeah. No one had worked there, do you know what I mean? Because they Saturday mm-hmm. afternoon, Sunday so it's closed and Monday it's there. closed. Mm. And so forensically it was as it, as it was when mm-hmm. they had left mm. and then... So it, the, it becomes a crime scene and they put the luminol down and it is just blood everywhere. As, as the detective oh. said, I've now long, my, my crime is now I'm, I'm working on a homicide because yeah. it's clear that someone's been murdered there. There's just blood splatters everywhere. Yeah. The horrors are revealed kind of thing. Their number one priority at that, this point is to find Jennifer Siebert. Surprise, surprise. So they send a sample off, try and get the DNA uh, back to confirm whether it was Jolene's DNA. And they release details of Jennifer's vehicle to see if they can try and find her. And whilst they do that, they are able to ping her phone. Her phone is still on. And they find it located in nearby neighbouring county of St John's. So in speaking with the boss and other people, they find out that the address that she had supplied to the salon. Tangles, yeah. Tangles didn't exist. She was actually transient. So she more often than not was living in her car. So the false address had been given and detectives are now searching for a black Kia in St John's and they actually find it quite easily because <laughs> they know that she's probably trying to hide and they find it in a, like, I think you call it a lay-by, I'm not sure, but like actually maybe a truck stop, in a truck stop and she's got this small black Kia parked in between two semi-trailers so she's hiding in there. So the detective calls for backup and some other detectives arrive and they approach the car and when they get there, she's asleep in the car, so they, you know, knock the oh, She lives out. in it. She's yeah. not the sharpest tool in the shed, Not she? particularly. When she gets out, she's got a cut on her face, which she's got a plaster over, and they say to her, you know, what have you done to your face? And she says, oh, I was riding a bike and I rode into a tree. They're like, that would not be the, the kind of injury Did you not. That's from having, <laughs> a, like, it's a cut on your face and you've obviously been in some kind of, from a pair of fight with somebody, altercation. Uh, and then they ask her, if she has ever been in Jolene's vehicle, and she says never, and then they arrest you her lie. there on yes. grand theft auto for stealing oh. Jolene's car because she had taken it from mm-hmm. the salon. Well, yeah, they've got yeah. no evidence yeah. she killed yeah. Jolene. Or Correct. That. So that's yeah. why she has been. But they can detain her. For. So Correct. That's good. Yeah. They go back to the salon for further evidence, and they are able to find a camera which focuses on the dumpsters. The Big, big, you know, bins at oh. the back of a strip mall. So you've all been to that strip mall where you yeah. all—it's all front facing it's all to like lovely. the highway, and at the back, and at it's, the back it's like and, a, yeah. a road that runs along the back, and you know, it's just yeah. a dump truck come on. You know, it's all business out the back. And what they see in the footage is—they see footage of Jennifer Siebert going or exiting the the rear of Tangle's hair salon, and she's making repeated visits with big garbage bags. Oh no! To the oh. For hours on Saturday evening, May 12th. However, a garbage truck collects the rubbish because this is all obviously on the footage as well. A garbage truck had collected that rubbish two hours after Jolene's reported missing on May 14th. So they get in touch with the... Uh, Local landfill. The rubbish company, the, I don't know, the authority, yeah, yeah, to find company, out if they can cancel. locate where it would be. And they said, look, they've got, they had an idea and so they were trying to isolate an area in which that truck would have dumped 
but it's into landfill. I mean, it was just very difficult. Yeah. So uh, the authorities obtain a a search warrant for Jennifer's car at this time. Then they go to Jennifer's car, and in Jennifer's car, they find. Well, remember she worked at a hair salon. They find her hairdressing scissors with some dark marks on them, and it turns out because they've they've got the the DNA test back, which confirmed that it was Jolene's blood in the salon, and it does match with Jolene's DNA, which which is on Jennifer's scissors. And this is this is the bit I just can't get my head over head part my head pass. I can't get head around head around. Head around that's what I'm after. There's also a receipt for Walmart in her wallet. For the night of the twelfth of May, what's on it? So they go to a saw, rubbish they bags, go to bleach, Walmart, and they are able to have footage. And the footage is from directly above the cash checkout register. counter, cash register. Yep. So you can see exactly what she's putting in. Plus, I think the receipts as well. And Schmidt is absolutely spot on. <laughs> she course. buys ammonia, mm-hmm. large trash bags, gloves, and an electric carving knife. Oh, oh. And what time is this? This is late on Saturday night. So she's done that presumably after the murder, not Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. This is a clean-up. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. This, this is clean-up. This is clean-up This is clean-up. Yeah, clean no, up. I was just trying to work out whether she was premeditated or whether it was not. Detectives then find footage that shows Jennifer returns from Walmart to Tangles in a taxi because uh. I think she's driven... Drive the car. Figo's car, Jolene's car I don't know if that time's right. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. Sounds like once she's cleaned it all up, she's got Because where did you say the car was left? At, was it Walmart? Uh, Home Depot. Home Depot. Home Depot. Yeah, so she's taken yeah, her own car. Yeah, but they're probably car. next to each yeah, other. Yeah, I think so. And then she... Oh, I see what then, you mean. Then she has to get back yeah. that way. I think she gets to get back. So once she's gone back to Tangles, after she was there for over an hour, then she they like they can see her going. Over an hour later, she emerges and then she continues her trips to the dumpster, disposing of Jolene's body. God. So it's all done and cleaning up and whatever else. So whilst Jennifer's in custody, they have had the the DNA has been confirmed Analyzed. as being yep. yep as being Jolene's. Jolene's. Oh. And the DNA was obviously on the scissors was that matched that as well. The investigation into the landfill takes a little bit longer, obviously, and that is they get nothing, absolutely nothing. They had so mm. many people out there, but what I mean, I should, I'm not surprised. Oh, you should have seen huge, the amount of space that tons, they were given to. Yeah. yeah, they said there was nothing that was evidentiary. Would go, you know, wasn't It'd be amazed. No I'd be amazed if they did. Yeah, find so it was anything. nearly impossible. Yeah. yeah, but that then leaves you with a murder without a body. Mm. And when you have a murder without a body, you need to have overwhelming evidence. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's looking pretty good so far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trial by one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. She done it. <laughs> I can connect those dots. <laughs> so they go back and they start to speak to um, the staff and they, you know, to try and get a handle on, well, what was this relationship between Jennifer and Jolene? Where were things at? Jealousy. And it's the, another jet word. The, it's, it was another jet, it's, it's the jet word. Jennifer was having a bad hair day, I reckon. Jennifer was having a bad hair day, all right. You wouldn't want to come across her, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Initially, they got along really well, but that didn't last very long, actually. And by the end, they openly disliked each other. And one of the girls said that she thought it was perhaps Jennifer was jealous of Jolene. How many days are in that? Uh, Because she had all the clients. She was always busy, which meant she had all the money. Uh, And another co-worker, Anne Morgan, who was a lady who'd been there for 10 years, she'd been older. Oh, because she'd been paid by a client, not by Yeah, she's successful. Yeah, she's successful. They said that she'd worked for six years with Jolene. She said that the day before she went missing, Jolene and... 
Jennifer argued and she said that Jolene said, go away. I don't want to talk to you. You are fake. You are crazy. Go away. She wasn't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and then she said to Anne Moore, she said, Miss Anne, something about Jennifer is not right. I can't put, and she wrote, I can't put my hand on it. She's not right. So she'd said that just before it happened. So she was starting to get these feelings. And the idea is that she perhaps knew something that, you know, that others weren't aware of. So I guess the basic premise is that Jolene was saying, you are not who you say you are and I'm going to find out who you are. And then this is what we think has triggered Jennifer to go, "Uh uh-uh, I don't need you. Yeah, Yeah. something, you know, who, who are you to say that to me? You're not... I'm not going to have, you know, been on the run or be doing whatever I have for as long as I have and have you jeopardise that for me. Two days after they'd have Jennifer in custody, so they're about to sit down and have another interview with her and she seems really relaxed. So she says, so she's in custody in an orange jumpsuit, I want to tell you, uh, when you run my fingerprints through, they come up as Kimberly Lee Kessler. I was born in May of 1968, May 9th. I'm 50 years old. I've been running from the FBI for over 25 years. So what? it's kind of like, just to let you know, you know, this is what you're going to find. Don't, don't F- be it was totally an FYI. Look, uh, may as well let you know before you get a bit of a shock, yep. I think you'll find. <laughs> yeah. did, did she then I go on shot to JFK. Why? Yeah, that's <laughs> Kind of. She then says that she was born in Butler, Pennsylvania, and that she'd been an honor roll student. I, you know, I was an honour roll student. I was a cheerleader. You know, I had a great life. But then she said, mum started acting kind of crazy. So then, you know, I just, I had to get out of there. So I dropped out of school and they ended up in Arizona and I was working as a, oh, what was I working as again? Oh, yeah, I was a topless dancer. And then she starts talking about some guy and she said, oh, you know, then I started, I guess, you know, seeing this guy. And then he would have people saying, you know, the FBI are after you. And then... He started telling me all this information I didn't really want to hear and then he was saying that he'd been involved in a bank robbery and she said, I, I guess what happened was, you know, when, when the relationship was over, I just had to I had to change my identity and leave again because I knew too much and, you know, he was after me. Anyway, mm. so they're like, okay. Like, so whilst uh, they can, can you excuse me for a moment, please, Jennifer? <laughs> As they go out of the room and go, we've got a little bit of Looney Tune in yeah, here. Yeah, we've got a live one here. <laughs> so they... They sort of allow her to sort of run with this narrative and she's basically saying, look, I'm a victim here. I'm I'm on a, I'm on the run from, you it know, a really like. violent ex who's wanted by the FBI. My whole life is me having to be on the run. That's where the story's at. So then the, she was pretty relaxed when she was talking about all this. Then they went and looped back in Jolene's name and said, so where's Jolene? Like, knowing that she's obviously been murdered and she would just shut them down and turn up just like I, I don't know I don't know like I can't help you like nothing changed her body language changed entirely she's just like I'm not, not even going to entertain that not Jolene even entertain who? That. yes police were obviously able to quickly look into whether or not Kimberly was being pursued and there's no record of that anywhere now it we've got a K name it's easier for me yeah so Jennifer is Kimberly Kessler. It's Kimberly, yeah, but does yeah. Does that name exist? Yes. Kimberly was a person. Yeah, she is Kimberly. Kimberly, Ke- Kimberly, right. Kimberly Kessler. Kessler. Yeah. So two Ks. This yeah. is not. This is, it's all very hard. Who is Jennifer Seibert? So Jennifer Seibert is actually when the police looked into into it, she was a thirteen year old girl who died in a car accident in Germany. Oh God! And was buried. In Butler, Pennsylvania. Right. So she's but had the same birthday. Mm. Yeah. 
not the same birthday, birthday, not birthday. Days, day and yeah, months, day, day, and then day, day she's month. just changed As year. Kimberly Lee Kessler. So then they get in touch with the Pennsylvania authorities and they say, well, actually, Kimberly Kessler was reported missing in 2004 when she was 36 years old. And what had happened was she had said that she was coming and going. And anyway, her parents, I think they allowed it to be like eight years between, you know, the last time they'd seen her when they reported it. But they did report her as missing. But the authorities there said, look, there's missing people and there's people who want to be missing. She's probably somebody who wants to be missing. Run away, yeah. But they swabbed the woman who they, they spoke to her mother and they did a swab for her DNA and it checked out that she you know she was she was Kimberly Lee Kessler now in Florida they asked people who knew Kimberly what they knew of her they were able to find a couple of old boyfriends one said that she was charming she could be very lovable but she would snap and then she was also extremely jealous someone else said she was controlling and at times very violent one said that she'd stabbed him but that he'd also she had bitten his dad on the leg and in total, what? she had 17 different aliases and she'd lived across like a whole heap of states with different licenses. She'd just been kind of moving around and going from one place to the next. 17 aliases. I still don't know why That's though. I don't know what triggered it. You, you don't I don't you don't find anything out about that. So eight days after Jolene goes missing, we've got an alleged murder committed by Kimberly Kessler, who's been living on the run with false identities for nearly 25 years. But they're still unable to recover a body and we need the body for evidence. And it's at this point that they are able to find some crucial evidence on her phone. And her phone had hundreds of searches. And critically, the searches date back to April of that year, so, you know, the month before. So some of the searches were Jennifer Seibert. So she's obviously looking up her own name hair studio and then one of them is co-worker guilty of murdering person body not found that was a search she'd made what before she before before before, so she starts to look into in eight here we go here's a quote in april 2018 no has spent some time researching florida cases in which the body had disappeared for the psychopathic Kimberly Kessler, nobody meant no murder. Oh, goodness me. Okay, so when Cummings disappeared almost a month later, Kessler tried to disguise her actions but instead made crucial mistakes, which we've come to understand. Why did she just move on? Why did she so have to kill So nobody, woman? no murder was where her head was at in April of 2018. And then there's 400 searches that night or the next day or whatever else where she's trying to work out if it's gone into the press, what's happening, you know what I mean, where she's she's got her name in there, she's got Jolene's name in there, she's got, again, you know, body found, body not found. She needs all these to get better at keyword searching. I yeah, mean, honestly, you don't 400. need 400 of them. I'm with you on that can you believe that though i just i can that's a brilliant piece almost um, manic at this point by the sound of it yeah so despite nobody ever being found on september the 7th 2018 nassau county indicts kimberly kessler on first degree murder charges however once behind bars her behavior becomes increasingly erratic and violent so she's just going to turn the nut job. True colours Full, yeah. full. Because it, it wasn't like, okay. before. Well, to be honest, if you saw her being interviewed and you saw her say, you know, the big reveal, oh, by the way, just because I don't want to put you guys out at all, when you run my fingerprints, you're going to find FYI, out, you know, oh, yeah, don't, mm-hmm, just just mm-hmm. so you know, I don't, you're doing enough work, you know, don't mm. put yourself out too much. Well, this is different. This becomes crazy, mm. crazy, angry. She takes to throwing feces at 
<gasps> the guards who are looking after her. She keeps it in a cup. She'll smear She's it on windows. She cusses at them. Yeah, she spits she at them. It's all about, you know, this sort of hyper, hyper aggressive. And that behavior, of course, warrants enough concern that they conduct a mental health evaluation. You can see that coming a mile off she to is. see if she's fit to serve trial, stand trial, she's, sorry. This is so planned. I know. Yeah. The first psychiatrist diagnoses her with delusional disorder. And that is someone who maintains behaviors not based in any form of fact or reality. However, and I think it's quite fortunate that she was reassessed and people were coming or, you know, specialists were saying, you can do that, but you can also act in a certain way. Yep. And when she was reassessed, they decided, to be frank, she was probably borderline for lots of, of these disorders. But there was a quote here and it was, it was that she was more of a question of her will rather than her capacity due to mental illness. So she wanted to behave like that. She knew that that would yeah, you know, right. take her down a certain path. And fortunately, the judge assessed her as being fit to stand trial. So in December of 2021. Doesn't matter how much of your own shit you throw up, people yeah, love. Yeah, I wonder if that was trial. one of her Google searches. If I throw shit at people. How to act crazy in jail well, so they, I get it. Well, they think I'm mad. Yeah. yeah. December 21, she goes to trial. So this is COVID times, right? So they've got the mask on. And it's shocking how different she looks. They wheel her in in a wheelchair and she's extremely thin. And that's because she's been on a hunger strike. And it is just like she turns on the theatrics to such what she screams at people. She's yelling. So every time she was ever in court, she had to be removed for disruption. And <laughs> the judge would just say, you know, take her out. So she was Get always that in a clown room. out she, of She here. just mm. really, you know, when you think of textbook psycho, she's really playing it. And, you know, there was none of that up until she yeah. got really caught. You know what I mean? Up until that point, she could I'm maintain sorry, her psycho in other psychos. ways. Yeah, like I'm crazy. I'm raving mad. Look Woo! at me. I'm mad. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at me. I, I'm clearly mentally unstable. You know, it's all that kind of. But she's so angry, like really no, scary. I'd be pretty angry. pissed off if people try to put me in. And jail. truly, looks like a different person. Like she's aged hugely and so sunken and angry, and the eyes look. Oh, she. There's crazy town. That's what that is. <laughs> the judge, or is it? Said that yeah. Kimberly Kessler was her. Her sights were set on eliminating Jolene Cummings. That was what she wanted to do. So she was found guilty of first-degree murder, even without a body, on December the 9th, 2021, and she was also found guilty of grand theft auto. And she will be serving life in prison without the possibility of parole. She's in Ocala. I don't know if you call it that, Ocala. I don't ever heard of it. I've seen it, but I don't know how to pronounce it. She's in a prison in Florida. <laughs> I think Ocala's right. I think I've heard Ocala, that. Is I think it's Koala. Know. Yeah, Ocala, she's in Koala Ocala. prison. <laughs> or Sarah, I don't know. Her daughter, so from that um, relationship she had when she went to cosmetology school, lives with her grandmother and the two sons live with their dad, Jason Cummings. Oh, and shame. that is the gruesome end to Jolene Cummings and just the horror that is Kimberly Kessler slash Jennifer Seibert. It all sounds very pauper spit, you yeah. know, from Muriel's Wedding. Like just, it just doesn't, I guess the, the beauty queen, the, oh yeah, the hairdressers, just, I don't know. It's don't almost know. comical me, in a way. It, to me it's terrifying because, you know, I just, I think of 
times in my life where I have had colleagues who have demonstrated behaviours that suggest that they're a bit jealous. I'm lucky I'm not dead, frankly, and look at your laughing. But... <laughs> I know exactly, exactly. Uh, you, you, you can where see where I'm going. coming from, can't oh, you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it was only having my face scratched out of a photograph, but, you know, I think it, 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 these things can lead to other things, can't they? They can. They can. If that was a voodoo photograph, you could have had a very scratched up face. (laughs) Slippery slope, I tell you. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, 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 I feel a bit uncomfortable. What's uncomfortable for me with this crime is there's so much stuff on um, the surveillance cameras. So you're really seeing her do it? Like, but there's so much evidence clean up you, you, and all of and that. you know you go from here to here you buy your stuff to do that you do that you're back at the garbage bins you're back at the garbage bins you know then you you've run off you've done that you retire you're going to return the keys like you're on the run again it's sort of she's so i don't know like it's not shameless that's not the right word but just to think that she's going to get away with it mm. what was she actually worried about coming out you know how, like, you know how That's she was... the thing. I don't know. There's no back crime, so I yeah, don't actually it, know. It all just seems so unnecessary. That's what I think. I don't, like, I don't think that's a good enough motive. No, I can't other find than anything. I really didn't like poor old Jolene because, you know, she had lots of flaming what did she, hair. That's the thing. Was, what, if that if Jolene had don't found take my something. Man just because you can. I mean, honestly, it's it's awful. There's there's nothing. There's nothing appro- no. in the story that says it's frustrating. Was dating it her no. boyfriend. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh no, or no connection. Jason no. G or even Jason C or any other Jasons who could be e. in the show. <laughs> you know, like there was nothing that suggested it was just someone who she didn't like at work. And going back to my original point, a bit scary. I've had a few of those. There was a in one of the articles that I read, all that's interesting dot com or something. There was a, a quote that I really liked and it was talking about, you know, this is the thing that she was so many different people. It said in her car they found multiple false identities and identification cards revealing Kessler's counterfeit tour of the US. And it was, I thought it was so true. She, she used you think she just, 18 aliases across 33 cities in 14 states since 1996. Do you think she just lost touch with so reality? What? So mm. she kept changing who she was and apart from knowing that she was Kimberly Kessler, yeah, but she didn't even correct me if I'm wrong. But she didn't even run away from home because she'd been no. involved in a crime or anything. She just I don't decided know any to, be, to leave, yeah. and then went. I need to hide. Yeah, I but think, they did say I, I did see some on the documentary. They said that there was no um, evidence here. of the phoenix when she said that no, she no, no. in the topless. No, no. But that did, they, they didn't exist either. Psych- she's some yeah. kind of fantasist. So, yeah. I, I think a lot of this is a fantasy, even down to why did she kill Jolene. There's some fantasy in her head that made her think that that was what she had to do. I think the woman's clearly mentally deranged. A bit cray-cray. A bit more than a bit cray-cray. Whack job. You know, you, you know, we talk about the things that you're left with. Yeah. Uh, oh, an electric knife, because that's what oh, we're talking no. about, isn't it? The yeah. carver. Oh, yeah. Uh. I, I mean, just going and but don't you think if you, you, you were the person, maybe it was like self check it out. I don't know. But if you went ammonia, <laughs> beep, <laughs> garbage bag, massive. Oh, I think it was like said yeah. forty gallon trash bag, beep, beep. yeah, <laughs> gloves, beep. beep. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Electric. Carried on. Wouldn't you look up and go, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you know, getting rid of a body. <laughs> yeah, what are you up to? I wonder if that I would. happen. Of course you, no, would. you wouldn't. I used to work for anyway, a hardware sure. store. Oh. And yeah, yeah. I must admit. I'm sure you did. I bet you did. Well, that was when I was young, So this is the thing. When yeah, you're yeah, very yeah. young and you don't think about these things, you're just putting the items through. You're not thinking, oh, that's a kill kit there or that's yeah. a clean-up kit there. Yeah, a clean you kit. Know, clean, clean. I think an older person maybe pick it up, but I wouldn't have. Maybe we should market a kill kit. We should invent a murder <laughs> meter that, that attaches to the register so that as you scan things, it goes, oh, yeah. that, that could be. The combination. And yeah, the combo. The more combination. you get, the combination. Like, it goes up and up and up. Ding, so, ding, ding, well, ding, the same ding, thing happens it's in a pharmaceutical algorithm. What's it called? Counter, not counterproductive drugs, but something that's Yeah, counter- yeah, yeah. You can't have uh, Gaviscon and yes, Altara But what's the, the name for it? It's not counterproductive. It's something else. It's... Count contraindicated contra indicated it is contra indicated. Yeah. But I mean, if they can do it in a pharmacy, to your point, why can't we do it down at Bunnings or Mitre Ten or whatever else? Go rope beep, hammer. Beep. It's a low level beat <laughs> when you're doing like yeah. um, garbage bags, ammonia, yeah. and gloves. That's it's, beep beep yeah. Beep, beep. It stays green. And then green, this red siren starts going when it's no, like, no. Yeah. If I bought bleach, ammonia, and no, sorry, bleach, garbage bags, and gloves, I could just literally be cleaning up a hoarder's house. I said okay. low level B, but, but also it, yeah, in the combination. Then of those, you scan the electric knife. Oh, welcome! You've won uh, an interview in our side yeah, room. That's right. <laughs> if you'd like to follow us through, we just got a couple of questions. Oh. Have I? Oh, you've yeah. won! Oh, congratulations! Yeah. Oh, you're our lucky winner tonight. Oh, thank goodness! Uh, All right, cool. All right, what about sentencing? It's a hard one because it's it's all just so unnecessary. There's no real I, motive. You don't understand, right? It just happens. Uh, yeah, right? there's no psychological nut punch. No, none of that. I know it. Well, I don't know about that. that. I mean, this, if this woman is a complete fantasist and she's running around with all these aliases and she's created some kind of amazing past for herself, I really don't understand why she's just decided to hate on Jolene so much that she's murdered her. But I do think, Swanee, I mean, this is your background or this yeah. is your favourite thing, but I'm sure there's some way we can strip her back to, I don't know, staying at home with her mum, you know, yeah. like not going travelling, not not running away, not living in a Kia, not, none of those things. Just stay at home and have an ordinary life like everyone else. Being yeah. found out. Well, found out for what? Like she That's left home for no reason, right? <laughs> don't, you know, you rate yourself home. as being a little bit more, I don't know if important is the right word, but special than you are, yeah. Don't find out that I'm Kimberly because no she's no one, a mole. Not running from anybody. <laughs> no one, no, you're not on anyone's <gasps> radar. No one I've cares. got it. I'm going Go to on. sentence her to pauper spit oh, where she just gets to stay in pauper spit. <laughs> With she all never the gets suckers. to leave. With all the cocksuckers, or what was the first thing we took? Cock, cock, what were they doing? Cock measuring, obviously. Oh, cock, cock offs. Sorry. Cock offing. It's making me think of brock offs. You know, in Pulper Spit, where the cock offs happen all the time. Yeah. And she can work at the Bunnings and she can just stay there and she doesn't leave Pulper Spit. There's no goodbye, Pulper Spit. Great moment for her, defining moment. She just stays there and that's it. And, and you know what? She's not the beautiful one. <laughs> you can't talk to me like that. I'm oh, married. Beautiful. I'm beautiful. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> no, no, you're not, love. You're just Kimberly. Now sit down. Mm. She can be in charge of cleaning the tape measures, yes. <laughs> there you go. That's my sentence. Pauper spit for Kimberly. 
I think I'm going to put her in a psychiatric ward. So because of all of her pretending to be crazy, oh. but her she's going to be in with the likes of Migs, who's from Silence oh. of the Lambs. Just, just a whole lot of no, really crazy people. Character. Yeah, yeah. If you and want to so play she, the game, little lady. So yeah, correct. So she's. We've got real crazy people now. Yeah, we don't right. need <laughs> fake ones, you know. And <laughs> so she's gonna be on edge for the rest of her life because the cray crays might come and get her. Do you know that's becoming a theme of our sentencing? I know I've done it several times where I've sentenced one person to hang out with another. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. a horrific yeah, yeah. murderer that we've, we've come got, across. We've got so many now we can just, yeah, that's oh, right. oh, we've got my, a matchmaking. My little kit service. bag. Yeah, uh, yeah. Excuse me, I've just got a little <laughs> kit bag. I'm just going to grab out a Red Ripper here, maybe a John Wayne Gacy there. <laughs> uh, you could you could probably buy a packet of Ed Red Kemba. Rippers in the supermarket. True, true, yes. <laughs> and some cheekies, yeah. Oh, it's all a bit sickening. Goodness. What about you, Swanee? Well, I thought I might end it on this as well. So I, when I read this, it really tickled me. I just thought, oh, my God, of all the things you'd want to be known for, this would be punishment enough. And it's not because I particularly have one a view on these things or not, but I don't think any woman would necessarily want this to be described for them to so, sorry for themselves to be described this way. Oh. So on the missing persons poster that would have come out in Pennsylvania for her when she was reported missing, right? this is what it says. The missing poster says she was 35 at the time she disappeared. She was described as five foot three inches to five foot five inches tall and 130 to 140 pounds with blue eyes and dyed red hair. Here's my punishment. Her distinguishing characteristics were described as pronounced varicose veins. (laughs) 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 On both legs. Check on up. I can't recognize her face, but if I can see her legs. Oh I'll... my God, I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that you pulled that oh, one out. Oh, her distinguished yes. character. I had to sit on that because that's just uh, really tickled me. Like, I could just oh. see my little thing with a little face with a smile and go, Ugh. Uh, Her distinguishing characteristics were described as pronounced varicose veins on both legs and a leg that was broken during childhood at age six. And that's it. That's her distinguishing what? feature, that she'd had a broken leg and that she had varicose veins. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. So are you sentencing her to well, that is the problem, isn't broken it? legs and varicose no. veins? No, the fact that that's what she's known as. Yeah. Oh, is that the varicose veins lady? Oh. <laughs> In pauper spit. In pauper spit, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, aw- isn't that awful? There could be n- – and I, I saw a photo of her when she was younger and or there was one photo in particular. She looked really, really attractive in one photo. There, weren't, there was only really one really attractive photo of her. And then later years, not at all. But but I tell you what, I'm sure someone could have said, you know, she had a, you know, fabulous smile or she had something. No, no, no. And to be clear, not one, two very um, pronounced varicose veins on both. Oh, sorry, varicose veins on both legs. And I don't know a lot. Veins. I don't know a lot about <laughs> varicose veins. I've got lots of things. I'm sure, wrong they're with not me, but nice. Varicose veins is not one of them. That's not a problem that I have touch with. However, one thing I do think I know about varicose veins is standing up all the time is really bad. Yeah. So I don't think working in a hair salon is yeah, going to yeah. be good. It's for going to pronounce them even more. Yeah. And I can't believe that's how we're going to finish this session. But just a thought to leave you with. <laughs> yes, <laughs> if that's right. Very good face, maybe that's not the career choice public for you. service announcement. Yeah, it's a PSA. PSA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep them hidden so they don't become <laughs> your distinguishing feature. Your thing that people Wear can pants. identify you as a murderer for, yeah. That was a good story, sad, obviously, they all are. But, you know, lots of twists and turns and varicose veins. And varicose so veins. good on you, Swanee. Thanks for that. 
and boys. No well done. Thank you very much. And goodbye. Miss you already. Love you long time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, Trial by Wine. Or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com.